Metroid Podcast. My name is Andy Spateri, and as always, joined by Dakota Lasky. Dak, how are you doing on this fine Tuesday? Not too bad. It is hot AF outside, so that that has yeah. been nutty. It's, you know, back to that really hot weather as the summer closes out, or whatever we call a summer these days. And yeah, it's not too bad otherwise. Just been working, streaming a lot on Twitch, and uh you know, looking forward to talking about some Metroid as always. Yeah, I I agree. It's like been super hot here the last couple, well, the last couple weeks actually. And like I was saying before, like we're not really built for that kind of heat up here. So it's been kind of a slog, but I'm actually looking forward to the fall. And, uh, you know, mostly for the, for the temperature drop, but also because that's when all the best games typically come out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got a rumored... Nintendo Direct happening on Friday. I know we say that every single week, it seems like. And, you know, it's kind of silly because, like, it's it's like, it's just blowing up all over the place. Uh, you know, there's you can't go on Twitter without seeing direct rumors or, like, Metroid Prime 4 listed or Skyward Sword HD listed. But this one, I feel like, is actually fairly reputable. There's supposed to be a leak on Friday, or a Direct on Friday. The leak comes from a guy named uh, Nate the Hate or something like that. And uh, his track record is pretty spot on. So uh, I, he didn't say if it's supposed to be like a direct direct or if it was going to be like one of those partner directs. But I mean, anything is is better than nothing at this point, right? Uh, I don't know if I agree at this point. If it's another partner or another indie direct, I like I don't, they don't know what they're doing because like they got to announce something first party like it's cool to have that stuff i'm very happy for those devs but people have been wanting like an actual direct for months an actual game from nintendo to come out for months um and to do another partner showcase another indie direct or whatever after already doing two of those as the past directs i think that'd be kind of i think a lot of people would be kind of tight uh i mean at this point i'm not expecting any metroid news still (laughs) so it's not like it's really too much for me but i do feel like it you know they really got to read the room. I hope they have something to actually announce if this is going to happen. Um, I'm also thinking, what if it's like uh, game specific or franchise specific, right? Which I could see happening. Right. But who knows? Uh, I do think they have to have something first party at this point. Having another non third or non first party um, direct would not be the move. I mean, I kind of agree. Like, I really like the indie directs. I like the, to a lesser extent, the partner directs. I just like new games being announced. But I also feel like the fan base is so famished. They're so ravenous for a Nintendo Direct. I mean, it's been, like, the last true Nintendo Direct with first-party games that we saw, God, I think it was, like, back in September 2019. So, like, we're going on, on a full year here. So, like... I think that if they show off this partner direct or these indie direct games or whatever, they could be the best games in the world and people are going to dump all over them yep. because it's not Mario, Metroid, Zelda, etc., etc. It also kind of sucks that there's like those really big games that you know are in the works, like Prime 4 and like Breath of the Wild 2, and like you know they're out there somewhere. It's just you, nobody's willing to talk about them yet, so... We will see what happens on Friday if, uh, if by God, if all the planets align and the stars fall down and there is some Metroid news, uh, maybe we'll even squeak out uh, an early show for you guys just to uh, make sure that you have our reactions to whatever happens on Friday, if anything happens at all. So we'll stay tuned for that. Um, today, we have got a good show for you guys. We are going to be answering some fan questions and keyword there is fan Dak you had someone uh reach out to you and just uh direct message you talk a little bit and then you know 
give some questions that he wanted answered on the show. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, who reached out? Yeah, so on uh, this past, I guess, last Wednesday now, so almost a week ago, just after we did the last show, or released it, that is, uh, I got a DM from a listener of the show, James, a.k.a. Harky Man, who I I think they might have made a Twitter account just to, to DM me. So they reached out, they said, hey, Dak, I'm a longtime Metroid fan who just recently discovered the Omega Metroid podcast. You and Andy have been doing an absolute stellar job and have kept me entertained during my car trips to work. Now a few random questions and thoughts. And he gave me seven questions after that that I went through, gave to Andy. And then after that, after those questions, he said, uh, anyway, enough of my rambling. Keep up the great work, James. So I originally was just going to, you know, uh, respond to them like in DM or whatever. But I told Andy about it, and we're like, oh, why don't we just respond to them? I mean, nothing's happening in the Metroid world right now anyway, so why not? We'll just <laughs> respond to them on the show. Some of this stuff we have covered a little bit in previous episodes, whether it was, you know, in like the Metroid Prime episode, or Metroid Prime 4 episode, or another Q&A episode. So, we'll, you know, we'll try not to, like, redo a lot of that. But there is some specific stuff to, you know, these questions that we'll certainly cover, and we figure why not? We'll give James the answers right here on the show that he enjoys listening to and figure that'd be a cool idea. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah, heck yeah. And, and shout out to James yeah. uh, for the kind words about the show. You know, we've actually, we've had a couple people, um, I, I know that I've had uh, a couple people reach out that said, like, I don't have Twitter, but I made one to follow the show. So that mm-hmm. was, uh, that was really cool of them. And it was cool of James to give us all these good questions and, yeah, I mean, there ain't nothing else going on. So, James, we are going to uh, we're going to dive in depth into some of your questions here. So, um, I guess without further ado, Dak, let's uh, let's get this party started. Mm-hmm. Um, his first question was, "How would you guys feel if Metroid Prime Four took place after Metroid Fusion? In other words, what if Prime Four paid off paid off plot points for the Prime trilogy, but also served as a chronological sequel to Fusion?" On the same note, do you think the main Metroid series and the Prime series continue to exist in separate boxes, or would you like to see them dovetail and interconnect a little bit more? So a lot to yeah, unpack two questions there. in that question. Yeah. yeah, and I maybe we'll start with the first mm-hmm. half, which we've kind we've kind of danced around it before, but um, I, I know that you're I know your answer, Dex. So I'll let you, you? kind of uh, answer that. I, th- I think I do. Yeah. I what think is I it? Do. I want to. I'm curious I, I know, to hear what what it is. Hold on. Okay, what I think Dak's answer is, is no. He wants Metroid Prime 4 to pay off the Silex story that happens after Metroid Prime 3, and uh, and we want a new Metroid, like Metroid 5, I guess, to kind of take place after the events of Fusion. I think that's your answer. Am yeah, I right? It, it's, yeah, that part is correct, yeah. Uh, I think it's half and half for me. That part, for sure, I would like to see Metroid Prime 4 deal with the Silex thing, and then Fusion be its own like it's following the events of uh, fusion the sequel that is and kind of keep them separate but at the same time and i feel like i have said this before i would love it if the fusion sequel was a prime styled game but do i want it to be like do i want the fusion sequel and prime 4 to be the same game that's a good question i think i think if there wasn't already the silex build-up i would say yes i would be even though it would be kind of not confusing but it would be it would be i'm not sure how they would do it but if there wasn't the whole Silex thing that they kind of been building up to a little bit, I would say, yeah, that'd actually be a cool idea if they could tie those two things together and, and kind of bring them into one uh, branch again, so to speak, uh, and see how they could mix them up and kind of, you know, address some things from Metroid Prime while still mostly being a fusion sequel. That might, might not be a bad idea, but I think there's a lot that they could do with Silex and, and wrapping that up and still kind of giving us a little bit of an aftermath of the previous three Prime games. So in that way, no, I would like to, you know, keep them separate. Uh, yeah, Andy, you're right in the money. <laughs> you know, I actually, I wouldn't hate if Metroid Prime 4 was chronologically after Metroid Fusion. And this kind of bleeds into um, his next question here. But, like, I, I think that we're maybe taking the title Metroid Prime 4 a little bit too literally. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, you know, I mean, that being said, I would like to, I would like to see the Silex payoff but i also like i kind of come from the thought of like okay like we know that that silex was teased in hunters and federation force not necessarily like the most blockbuster of metroid games and then obviously the biggest tease was the end of metroid prime 3 but like i i feel like a lot of people 
I feel like a lot of Metroid fans at the time weren't like, oh yeah, that's Silex. This is awesome. And maybe I'm wrong, but like to me, Silex isn't like he's not what I would revolve Metroid Prime Four around. I would bring him in in kind of an auxiliary role in that, and maybe he's your rival. Maybe he is kind of like a, maybe he plays kind of the Dark Samus role in Metroid Prime Two, where like he shows up and you battle, but like at, also at the end of the day, your main mission is to fight the Ing on planet Aether and save the planet. I could, I could very easily see Silex falling into that role, Hmm. um, in Metroid prime four. So I, you know, that being said, I wouldn't, I I wouldn't absolutely hate if, uh, if, I mean, I wouldn't hate at all. If, if Metroid prime four took place after fusion, uh, that'd be actually pretty awesome. But I, I think that it probably makes more sense to, to have it take place somewhere around, the events of like the Metroid Prime series that we have right now. Yeah. So, I, uh, I I I think that that's the way they'll go. But I wouldn't I wouldn't just be like, oh, this is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. If it happened. Yeah, I way. think for for me, it's like I you know because if, if I don't want them to get too mixed up because you know I really want the sequel to Fusion to really be focused on on that and you know finishing the events of that story and all of that. Um, but like. I think they could do the mixture, but I, I disagree with the Dark Samus thing. I think the reason why that worked for Dark Samus and Prime 2 is because she's, like, being built over multiple games, right? Like, she's not really in Prime 1, if you, but she is in a way, but, like, you know, it's, it's really a build towards Prime 3. So I think playing that kind of auxiliary role makes sense in Prime 2 for Dark Samus, whereas with Silex, this would be, like, a one-and-done kind of game, like, as, as far as I'm concerned. He would be in the game, he'd be the focus, and he'd be killed or, or whatever by the end of the game so i don't know if you can put him in an auxiliary role because i don't know if they i don't think you need multiple silex games i don't know if you need to build them up like over multiple games you introduce them and you have that story play out and the story ends that's my opinion uh but yeah i wouldn't be I, well, let me let me throw this back okay. at you as a scenario though just just really quick what if silex plays the auxiliary role and you know, he, like I said, he's not the main villain in the game, but like eventually Samus and Silex kind of come to an understanding where Silex is going to take on, let's call it, let's call it a Venom role to the, the Spider-Man uh, of Samus Aran. So like he can kind of show up throughout the series in that kind of auxiliary role time and time again, rather than having it be one and done. Mm. I th- I think that works for like a comic book character because you get so many more comics, so many more instances where they can show up. And a lot more time to build them up, too. Like, even the creation of Venom, I don't think, takes place over, like, one I- edition of a comic, right? It's, like, multiple issues. So. Oh, yeah, it was so a big story. Exactly. Line. So it's, like, with Silex, I don't think... I mean, it's a cool idea. I wouldn't be against, like, him showing up again in the future. But I would like to see a full, complete story with him in one game. I don't want to have to, like, have his story stretched out over multiple games. Like he, If he's an auxiliary character, I would like him to, you know... With Samus, I want to see that story stretched over across multiple games. She's one of the main characters. Uh, for an auxiliary character, right. I don't know if you really need to do that. I'd li- like if he shows up again in multiple games. That's cool as long as the game he really shows up in for the first time, I get a full complete story with it. And whether or not he survives that and then you know does stuff in future games, that's another thing. But I would like a complete story. I don't want like another game where uh, the story isn't complete. I got to wait for Metroid Prime Five or whatever. You know, the next other game after that to see what happens. I would like a game to just take what has already happened and and complete some part of the story. And I think Sonic's a great opportunity to take a character that isn't super deep and doesn't need a lot of time, as far as I'm concerned, and just keep them in a nice, uh, concentrated, focused effort in Metroid Prime Four and tell one complete story. Which would be nice to have one complete story, uh, as far as I'm concerned. But I don't think that's a bad idea. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be against that either. I, I would be actually totally fine with either scenario yeah. there. I'm just kind of yeah, no, I don't think that's ifs. a bad idea. I, I mean, I I also kind of feel like it's inevitable though that Metroid Prime Four is going to, in a way, set up Metroid Prime Five. Oh, um, for sure. And, and it can still it can still do that. I mean, like. I'm thinking, to me, like, Metroid Prime is a very self-contained game. Like, if that never had a sequel, that would have felt complete. To to That's a lesser true. extent, Metroid Prime 2, but also that was, like, a complete experience um, to me. So, I, I do think that, like, you know, Prime 4 is going to set up Prime 5, so it might bring an opportunity to have Silex come back, if, if that's the route that they decided to go. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and I mean, that's kind of the big the big thread left over from the Metroid prime series. I do think that it's actually pretty cool that like, um, 
it's not just like the trilogy that has the leftover plot points that they pay off from. It's from Hunters. It's from Federation Force. You know, Silex kind of being in Metroid Prime 4, I think is going to retroactively make those games more important and maybe even make people check them out just to see like, oh yeah, I heard that there was this really cool Easter egg where like Silex steals a Metroid egg or something like that. Right. Or I want to play as Silex. So I, I think that that's, uh, it's, that is just kind of a cool little... Uh, factoid i guess uh, for lack of a better word that i appreciate um on to the second part of the question there on the same note do you think the main metroid series and the prime series continue to exist in separate boxes or would you like to see them dovetail and interconnect you know i i would but with a with an asterisk there not in a gameplay sense because i think that we got that in a gameplay sense with other m where it tried to be kind of 2d it also tried to be first person I think that you can mix over the characters, the lore, um, the music, the, like, like almost everything. Maybe some, maybe some gameplay elements if they're, if they're not. Basically, like, I, I think that there's a lot that can be mixed and matched. But when I think of like trying to to mash that gameplay together, I think of Other M, which is something that I don't want. Maybe it could be done properly, but I think that there is a lot of different cool things that you could bring over from the tr- from the Prime series into 2d metroid which we kind of talked about in our metroid 5 ideas or metroid fusion remake but um yeah i don't know i'd I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on that i think this is a pretty important question because you know once you do prime 4 it's okay do you do prime 5 or do you do another game that follows the events of the main line that's in a prime style which is what i think like you know is this question is kind of leaning towards i don't think like I think it's nice to have the separation in terms of gameplay, yes. Like, you have your 2D Metroids, you have your 3D Metroids. Don't want to really mix that too much together. But in terms of the story, I do think eventually the Prime series might, you know, uh, start mixing in with the main line. Like, I think eventually the Prime story will end, but the kind of Prime games that exist won't end. And certainly if Prime 4 is a big seller and a hugely popular game... I wouldn't be surprised if Nintendo's like, why don't we just keep making these kinds of games? And that makes sense because, you know, first-person shooter games are more popular than than kind of 2D adventure games these days. Um, it might sell better just on that alone. Or they just look at Prime and be like, oh, Prime 4 sells really well if it does. And that people want more of that. Maybe you know, that could lead to the Fusion sequel being a Prime game or being Metroid Prime 4, whatever that is. So those kind of tie together. I do think they're going to mix eventually. I don't, I don't think the Prime series story-wise will always be so uh, disconnected from the main line. And then it comes down to, okay, well, if it's the main story, like, do we do, like, a 2D game here? And then the next one's a Prime game. The next one's a 2D game, right? Like, is the Fusion sequel a 2D game, but then the, the Fusion sequel sequel Prime game, you know? And that's where it kind of starts right. to get a little messy. But I do think they're going to kind of merge eventually with, you know, how popular a certain kind of genre is over another, um, where the stories are, unless they do want to keep just making Metroid Prime 5, Metroid Prime 6, which they could very well do and just keep putting games in there. Um, And I think that would be okay too. But I do think because of how strong the Prime brand is and how popular that kind of gameplay is in general, that they're going to keep making Metroid Prime games, whether or not they follow directly behind the trilogy in 4, or if they're direct sequels or they're not, or they're just uh, a, a game that's not even called Metroid Prime, but is played that way, which I doubt. I think they'd always keep the Metroid Prime name just because it's so evocative of a type of gameplay and it's a strong you know, brand. Uh, I do think they will mix together, though, yes. And, and I hope so. I think it's they too will. bad, I and I... So. It's too bad, and I see this on the Zelda side, too, where, like... The lack of a 3DS or like a handheld console now really kind of muddies that water because, you know, your handheld was always like your 2D Metroid, your top-down Zelda, your 2D Mario, where like the the console was like, you know, the big hitters, the primes, the the 3D uh, video games and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And now that that separation doesn't exist, it is a little bit more tricky. I mean, I think that... You know, you saw Link's Awakening release after Breath of the Wild, which goes to show you that Nintendo will release. I, I don't think they'd have any qualms about releasing a 2D Metroid on the Switch. No. Um, but I, I actually think that this kind of bleeds over into question three from James here, um, which he says, how would you feel if Retro Studios wasn't de- or weren't developing quote-unquote Metroid Prime 4, but are instead working on the first installment in an entirely new first-person Metroid series? I mean, I basically think that's what is happening right now. I don't think that this is going to be called 
Metroid Prime 4 when it's all said and done. I think that they're calling it that so that fans know that, like, hey, this is going to play more or less like the first three Metroid Prime games. It's going to be a first-person shooter. It's going to focus on exploration. It's it's going to go back to kind of the basics, which was Prime 1, 2, and 3. I, I don't think that by calling it Metroid Prime 4, they're saying, like, okay, this is going to directly mm-hmm. follow the story of the Prime trilogy. Um, I, it could happen before the, the Prime trilogy even happens. It could happen anywhere. I think that they're calling it Metroid Prime 4 for branding purposes to let people know, like, this is the type of game that we're making. We know that you Metroid fans want another Metroid Prime game. We're listening. We're working on it. And, you know, here it is. Um, I, I actually feel, like, quite sure that when this game comes out, it'll be called Metroid Prime something and not Metroid Prime 4. I, you know, I've actually never thought about it that way. I've always just assumed, like, oh, yeah, Metroid Prime 4, they literally mean that. But you're right. It could uh, actually, as you say that now, I think you're you're probably right. They might not necessarily be making a Metroid Prime 4, but another Metroid game that is Metroid Prime but doesn't directly follow it. Uh, yeah, I, I could definitely see that because, like, that was going back to what I was saying just before. Like, what do they do after Metroid Prime 4? They keep making Metroid Prime 5 and 6 or they do another type of game similar you're right i think they could just do that if that's the case and they are just making another metroid prime you know game and isn't necessarily metroid prime 4 but it's metroid whatever or metroid prime whatever and it's the same kind of gameplay then yeah put it after fusion it could be the fusion sequel or take place in that storyline even more so for sure um i always just kind of thought about it as like oh they're literally making metroid prime 4 in which case i think there's a great opportunity to do the silic stuff but i don't think it's necessary i'm not someone who's like like, I love Hunters, don't get me wrong, but it's for the gameplay, really. The characters are cool, but I'm not, like, dying to see a, a Silex-based game. I think it's a neat idea, and I'd be interested to see how creative they could get with it. And certainly, I would like them to, see, uh, you know, get more in-depth with these kind of characters and see how creative they could get with them. But am I? do I need it? No. But do I need more Metroid Prime in general? Yes. So, yeah, I think that absolutely could be the case. You know, they could be developing what is, you know, just under a working title for Metroid Prime 4. And you're right, like, just branding as Metroid Prime 4, everyone knows immediately what it is in terms of gameplay, and they know it's probably going to be good. So, yeah, I think that actually, you could be right there. I, I mean, just, like, in terms of the the name recognition, like, you think of Metroid Prime 4, and you think of quality, mm-hmm. right? Like, because those are some of the, the three best-reviewed games right. ever. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I kind of feel... I feel pretty strongly about that. I think I even said it way back when on our one of our first episodes, and I, I still feel like it's true today. You know, I would I'm I'm with you. I would like to see, you know, uh, an exploration into Silex. I wouldn't be heartbroken if we mm-hmm. didn't. But you know, I think it, I think it would be cool. I think the Metroid franchise could really use a new villain, um, just someone someone else other than the usual suspects to kind of. Uh, carry the load for a little bit off of like your Ridley or your Dark Samus or your your Space Pirates. So I think that that would be pretty cool. But um, yeah, I think that I think that's the case. I I think that when we finally see Prime Four, it it'll be the start of something else rather than. I mean, it can be both. It can be a continuation of what we saw before. But I do think it's going to be maybe and maybe this is a bad analogy. You could probably correct me here, but like. I think it'll kind of be the Halo Four of the oh, series. I hope where, not. Like, it kind of Jesus. starts its own thing. Well, I mean, it starts its yeah, own. I, I knew you. Were, I knew you were uh, gonna like that. But like the idea. I hope of not. It, right? Yeah, yeah, like, for sure. The idea that yeah, it's not. It it continues the story, but not real. Uh, well, I mean, Halo Four does take place like kind of like from Halo Three. Um, I'm get. I I actually never played Halo Four. I just want to throw that disclaimer it, out there. I just kind it does, of. It does. I mean, it doesn't take directly after, but it is a direct sequel to Halo Three. Um and the trilogies are and five is to four but you know like it would be cool if they did like yeah i i mean yeah i guess like it's as long as it's it's good (laughs) you know and Halo four was uh, debatably so but yeah again like i was saying i don't necessarily need it to be a direct sequel to metroid prime 3 i just want more metroid prime whatever that ends up being honestly if they have another metroid prime game with a completely new story and all that stuff that'd be so cool i'd love that but it's really what's important to me here is that it's a new metroid prime game not necessarily that it's metroid prime 4 or whatever so yeah totally down for this yep all right let's move on um his next question was how would you feel if the team behind the castlevania netflix series developed an animated metroid show I'd be on board 100% provided the showrunners treated the Metroid with the same reverence as Castlevania 
but understood they were different beasts. Dak, do you have any thoughts on this? Have you watched Castlevania on Netflix? Um, I haven't watched a ton of it. I've seen, like, I think I watched, like, the first episode. Um, and, you know, I'm not a huge Castlevania fan, but I thought it was really well animated. It looks really cool. And it looks, like, it looks legit. I would, I'd be down. I If they did the same style and just a- animated it for Metroid, I think they could do a really solid job. But I probably should watch the whole show before making that opinion. I think in general, I'm just down for an animated Metroid series, and I think overall Metroid is is better suited for a series or an episodic kind of content rather than being a movie, for example, which we've discussed in a previous episode. But I know the mm-hmm. Castlevania uh, series, the animated series, is you know very well regarded. It's, it's very accessible. It's on Netflix. Um, it's very well animated. Looks really good, and that's it. Stuck out to a lot of people because of that. And the showrunner, I think, even tweeted like being interested in doing this kind of thing or doing a Metroid show, or being a Metroid fan and wanting to do it. So I'd be down for that. I think Metroid would work really well for an anime where you can just show off, like, a lot of cool, like, stuff that doesn't really work in live action, and you don't have to have dialogue. I've watched animated stuff that has, like, no dialogue or very little, and it worked great, and you're just really mesmerized by the animation and what's happening, and you can tell a story without dialogue, you know, and we know in Metroid that's very much the case in many games. So I'd, I'd really like to see this. I think it'd be awesome. I think the difference is, you know, would it be as popular as a Castlevania series? I think it could be. Maybe more people know what Castlevania is and the characters, but uh, a cool sci-fi animated series and they see it's Metroid. And like, I think that'd be awesome. You said something interesting there. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that Castlevania is more popular than Metroid. I Maybe feel it's like not. They're, I they know. might be on the it same level. It probably is. They're probably in the same ballpark. I think. I don't know. Maybe Castlevania has maybe more name maybe, recognition. Maybe the sales I don't know. Wrong, I, that's I, I. I feel like I have no idea because I don't know much about Castlevania itself, and I'm more biased for Metroid. But they're probably in the same ballpark, you know. Um. So I am a big, a big Castlevania fan, and I watched this series, and it is as good as they say. Probably better, actually. It is. It's incredible. It's really, really good. It weaves. It, it weaves that perfect balance between taking inspiration from like the games and the source material, but like making it its own beast, which I just think is like, it's, it's a very impressive show. It looks incredible. It looks phenomenal. Um, and they've got like really, really awesome talent associated with the show. Like the voice acting is top notch. They got, you know, they got Richard Armitage in there. Like they got, they went all out for this. Um, so my my answer is, you know, obviously, of course, yes, I would love to see um, Metroid done in this similar vein. Um, I would say to get specific about the question, I know that the team behind the Castlevania series is already doing a Devil May Cry series. So I would kind of be like, I wonder if they're stretching it a bit too thin doing Castlevania Season 4, Devil May Cry, and now Metroid. Um, my other... My other little grievance, I guess, with that would be, I just, like, I let me preface this. I would love, I agree with you. I think that, you know, we've talked about movies before, and, you know, you have some limitations in movies. You, you have to adhere to some quote-unquote blockbuster rules or whatever, and I don't think you have to do that in in a, in a series. And I think that the the potential for this would be off the chains if it was... Um, you know, just a, a, a slow crawl, like you don't have to rush your story, you can take your time, build your characters, etc, etc. The only thing that I'm just like kind of iffy about is like, I just don't really associate Metroid with anime. I, I think it would look better if it was like in a kind of like a like a more sci-fi-esque kind of a presentation. Um, something along the lines of like, I don't even know. Um, you ever see, what was it? Uh love death robots something like that on netflix oh uh i saw a trailer for it i think and i was like oh jesus this is way too much for me and put on the office again <laughs> so, time. Sh- <laughs> shout out to the office i'm watching the office right now uh but yeah so like some of the animation in that was really cool and it looked really good and that's definitely a bonkers show check it out if you like black mirror but um i i think that that would be more at home for metroid for me but you know the the castlevania show just looks so gorgeous that if they were going to do that with Metroid, you know, I wouldn't complain. It, it would just kind of be, um, it would it would take a second for me, anyways, to kind of get used to the, like the, you know, the characters and the world in that in that anime esque presentation. Because like I I feel like 
Metroid is more of like a sci-fi grounded, realistic kind of presentation more so than, you know, some of the, some of the other Nintendo series that we know, like Fire Emblem, for example, that, that obviously skew towards an anime presentation. Mm -hmm. Um, that, all that being said, I think that this could be awesome if they, if they ever did it, it probably never happened, but, uh. But yeah, it would, be it, awesome. it would be incredible as if it ever did. As long as they don't do it in that Dragon Prince style. You ever see that show, The Dragon Prince on Netflix? I think it was made by the creators of the Avatar or Avatar or whatever. Um, it's like that that no. like 3D cell shaded, like kind like the frame rate's not all the way there. Oh, it's it throws me off. It's oh, so yeah. bad. If you ever, yeah, if you ever seen that show, uh, I haven't watched that show, but I've seen it and like the you know images and trailers i'm like ah the only show i think that's ever pulled that off it's also on netflix it's an anime called ajin and if anyone's watched that show shouts to you because it's a low-key sleeper but that show had that kind of same style and it was pulled off really well i don't know how they did it i wish they do another season there's only two seasons anyway um yeah i think this would be a cool idea i would love to see it i'm sure you feel the same way because that's what you just said I would like I would take Metroid anything. Yeah, that's honestly. the thing is I'll take any. We're I so would even take it animated. It. Yeah, <laughs> like just anything, anything would be wicked. Anything to bluster the name, the good name of Metroid. All right, let's keep it moving here. He has another good question here. Um, James asks, although I absolutely love the gameplay, narrative flow, and the 2.5D aesthetic of Samus Returns, I would have preferred if Nintendo had, say, immediately after Zero Mission made Metroid 2 in the 2D art style of Super Metroid, Metroid Fusion, and Zero Mission. This would have meant these four games felt of a piece stylistically. I wouldn't have minded if Metroid 5 onwards was then developed to be 2.5D. I think this was a missed opportunity. Would love your perspective. I love this question. This is this one's like a this is a good thinker. This isn't your average question. This shout out to James with some good questions. Um you you go mm-hmm. first on this one because I you know you obviously the prime games are more my love even though Fusion's my favorite two D game. Uh, what do you think about this one? Okay. Um, you know I think that the you kind of get to cheat and have both because I think that the existence of AM two R kind of like you can get your cake and True. eat it too because you can have the Metroid two style remake that he wants in AM two R and you know m- many people would debate that that is a better game than Samus Returns. And if, if someone were to make that argument, I actually wouldn't tell them that they're wrong. I think that both of them are incredible for different reasons. Um, but it kind of depends on where you fall. We, we've kind of said this before, and we'll dive into it one day on this show. But like, I feel like the difference between AM2R and Samus Returns is that one game is kind of basking in the glory and of what's been and has perfected what's been while the other game was innovating what's next. And, you know, if you if you want to to have your, your Metroid 2 remake in the style of Super Metroid and, you know, in that presentation of, like, you know, the familiar gameplay and the rock-solid gameplay, AM2R is for you. Um, and I was just playing it, I think, two weeks ago, and it it's awesome. It's every bit as good as Samus Returns, I think. Um, that being said... I didn't mind that Samus Returns was presented the way that it was. I think that it's very important, uh, especially for 2D, to to always be evolving and show like what's next, what we're gonna do to keep current, um, you know. And and obviously Samus Returns, we know, set up some future entries in the series as well. You know, maybe a fusion remake, maybe maybe just something else with like the Dark Chozo. So I I understand and appreciate what they were doing with the 2.5D aesthetic. I think it looks great too. So it's just kind of like a, uh, it it all depends on like what you want as a Metroid fan. Would you rather nostalgia and to play a game like that, that you know and love, you already know that you're going to like, or would you like to, you know, see what's next and what innovations are coming and how the future of 2D Metroid is going to look. And Metroid 2 is kind of unique in the fact that you know, it gives you both opportunities. So it's cheating to say, but like, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess my answer is I'm glad that we got the 2.5 D aesthetic of Samus returns. And I'm glad we got the game that we did because we already had the kind of game that James wanted. I agree with what you're saying. And I also see what he's saying. I do think that like at the time, right? Like, cause now, yeah, we can play AM2R and we can play Samus returns. We have access to both of those. At the time, though, 
when like you know zero mission had come out and fusion had come out a few years beforehand i do think it would have been cool to like at the time you know strike while the iron's hot and do a similar like an official you know zero mission styled metroid 2 remake and i think it would have been oh oh i think so too don't get yeah, me wrong so yeah i think wrong. i in that regard yeah i do think there was a, you know a missed opportunity there to kind of have that official one but in the you know now where we are, you know, and being able to look at it from 2020 and at a macro level and all that, I do think it's, you know, sure it would have been cool at the time, but now we have access to both AM2R and the, you know, the 2.5D official remake. But, you know, if they, like, put the games together in, like, a collection, yeah, Metroid, you know, the the Samus Returns, you know, Samus Returns would kind of stick out in that kind of way stylistically and how it looks. So, yeah, maybe having that official version that had come out when like Zero Mission and Fusion, all those games have come out too, that would have been interesting. I think having the official version look like that would have been cool, and that would make for a cool collection. But at the end of the day, yeah, I like that we have options for both, and we still get an official remake that did something new and gives us a different option, and like you said, looks sort of forward rather than what we're getting from, uh, you know, in the past. So, yeah, I, I think they're, you know right points to both i think we kind of lucked out in the end because we have access to both games so i do see the the perspective of like having an official remake in that style back then you know 10 15 years ago or whatever it was uh come out but you know i think i think we still got the better part of the bargain at the end of the day yeah that's a good way to put it i think we lucked out getting am2r and getting that game at all and having that game not be shut down much earlier than it ended up being shut down um, but yeah, no, I mean, that would have been cool. It's cool to think of like what could have been, uh, you know, and could we've got like a four pack with like all the classic games in it? That would have been awesome. I don't know. Um, but yeah, great question. Um, okay, his next question, he is going back to Castlevania here. Will you guys ever discuss the Metroidvania-esque installments in the Castlevania series? Uh, you know what? I, I think that we, I think we probably will. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely at some point in the future discuss Castlevania Symphony of the Night because I feel like that's like that was a really important game and kind of the the Metroidvania genre you know of course you already had Super Metroid kind of set the blueprint but um Symphony of the Night was I mean not only was it an incredible game but it was it was very important and stuck out in an era of 3D games so I think that we I would like to spend some time talking about Symphony of the Night and there are a ton of other options for you know inspired by metroid titles um that we could try and maybe dak we could even get you to play a couple castlevania games see if we can make you a fan of them i was gonna say i'm sure i'd probably like them you know it's just a matter of i never got the i never really went out of my way or got to play them but i would like for us to do you know uh an inspired by metroid i'm sure we will inspired by metroid wow inspired by metroid episode or episodes covering castlevania games because then i'd have the perfect reason to go and play them so i think we will i know with our inspired by metroid games and and covering episodes we haven't touched on certain topics because we want to get to them eventually so like games like castlevania which are obviously you know have a direct relation and with metroid in terms of how they play we will get to but uh i'm sure we wanted to save those for later and not just getting to them immediately same thing with like talking about other m right we don't want to just you know uh immediately jump right into that in the first or second episode but i would love to jump into more castlevania you know, I respect and appreciate Andy's taste in those games, and I'm sure that I'd have a lot of fun playing them. And we just covered Blasphemous, which was certainly more on the Castlevania side of things rather than Metroid, and I love that game. So I'm looking forward to it. I think we definitely will, and I can't wait when we do. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, I would. I think that Symphony of the Night is important enough just to be its own kind of a standalone episode. Um, and then, you know, we have the problem with Inspired by Metroid is we want to showcase some different games, too. So, like, every, everybody requests the the big hitters like Ori and, like, Hollow Knight, and those games are coming. But like Dak was saying, we also want to, you know, we don't want to burn out all the great topics immediately. Um, so, Castlevania is bound to come up at some point in that series. Man, you could almost do an Inspired by Metroid Castlevania series because they're, I mean, on the Game Boy Advance and, and the DS alone, there were like six really, really awesome Metroidvania titles that they released uh, yearly too, which seems incredible. So yeah, they uh, will definitely get to some Castlevania at some point at the future. All right, so speaking of other M, Dak, (laughs) 
He asks, uh, you seem to absolutely loathe Other M. It's my least favorite entry. And I think what he means to say here is, but I still find much to appreciate and enjoy. I'd love to know if you or Andy can recognize any redeeming qualities. Just one. What, what say you, Dak? Okay, well, I, I will say this, and I've said this before. So this isn't anything new. I think Other M has, like, no redeeming qualities. But, but the cool finishing moves... You can do on enemies, and you can pile drive or DDT a space pirate, or do the jumping on and shooting them on their head and twisting their head off, or whatever. All those cool finishing moves, love those. When I saw those in the other M, the original other M trailer when that came out, I was like, bro, this is gonna be the best Metroid game of all time. Like, I'm gonna be literally throwing hands with space pirates. Like, I can't wait. And that was like one percent of the game. I was really disappointed. But yes, I think that's like the only, like only. Maybe other than like some mess, <laughs> some maybe one or two music tracks I have to go back. Like the Ridley theme is pretty good. It's one of the better Ridley themes I think. Um, and like the graphics are, the cutscenes look pretty good. Like the there's some cool cutscenes that look pretty good. Um, but other than that, like the finishing moves, yeah, that's like the one redeeming quality, and that's that's it. That's I'm I'm reaching for those. That's all I've got for you. I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up. I think that the music is pretty good in Other M, and I think that the graphics at the time looked like pretty decent. Like I don't think it's an ugly game, no. um, but you know what? On on some levels, like I I almost don't feel qualified to answer this question because like you have to understand when I played Metroid Other M, and I was playing through and I beat the game. I I went and did everything. I got a hundred percent. But after I was done, I was like that. That is probably my least favorite Metroid game and I took it out of my Wii and I put it on my shelf and I have not touched it in 10 years. So, you know, I, I probably need another playthrough to adequately say I will, you know, I'll give it this. I thought that the, the music was good and the graphics were good. Like I said, you know, I remember thinking that the actual, the world, the bottle ship wasn't like that bad to explore. Um, it's just that moving was kind of janky. I did think that the speed booster was pretty cool. Actually, I thought that that was a pretty... Um, it was nice to see that back in, like, a console Metroid game after not having it throughout the Prime Trilogy. And, uh, <laughs> you know, some of the... some of the, the diffusion missile was cool. Some of the... I like some of the fighting in the, in the game. I didn't love the combo or the melee attacks as much as you did. I think that, like, Samus Returns did a way better job with those. You know, I... <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's like... I, I think that it does have some redeeming qualities. It's just that the narrative and the story is like so dreadful that it, it just kills everything else for me. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's not a good game. I, it's yeah. such a bad game, but I really like being able to do wrestling moves on enemies. So, you know, give me an opportunity to German suplex something in a Metroid game, and I'll take it. I will take that opportunity. So I would love some more of that in future Metroid games. Yeah, I like the the counter melee kind of thing in Samus Returns, but that's eh, it's just a timing mechanic. It was really more for me like not necessarily the gameplay aspect, just how cool it looked and it's satisfying. Like I don't need like a complex combo to input it, but when I'm playing something, I get some shots in, I'm about to finish it off and I'm able to just do an input and I'm crunching this space pirate spine with some crazy move. Like, that's satisfying gameplay to me right there. It doesn't necessarily have to be complex. So that was enough for me. And I was like, oh, that was like the one thing Other M uh, did right. So if we could just get more of that and nothing else. I don't even I don't even consider that game canon as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, we can take that Walmart, you know, bargain bin game. I'm actually pretty sure. I don't even think I have my copy of Other M anymore. I might. But if I'm pretty sure that I went to GameStop to return it and I was like, only able to get like a quarter of the price I was like that's a bargain like yes <laughs> give me that money back oh my god um yeah the finishing moves yeah were cool I, I tweeted out a couple weeks ago i was in a video game trader it's a video game store in my neighborhood and they had side by side a copy of metroid prime trilogy for the wii and it was like 120 bucks <laughs> and they had metroid other m which was like five bucks or something like that one of these is not like the other am i right yeah, that's an understatement there. That's an understatement. Yeah, well, uh, we we will get to other M eventually. We're saving it for a big occasion. I we might we might save it for the one year anniversary of the 
Omega Metroid podcast, which I mean is actually we're coming up about at about what six months now, so it's not that much longer uh, that we have to go until we get to the other M fiasco. So that'll be, and that might have to be an episode that's that's stretched out a couple parts. We'll talk about the gameplay, we'll talk about the story, we'll talk about the the development, we'll talk about it all uh, when we get there. The whole saga. Um, yeah, actually, the other M uh, trilogy here. Um, okay, last question here. He asks, what are your least favorite enemies in the Metroid series? Oh, that wasn't one of his questions, Dak. was it? Oh, that you was know my what? question. No, 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 you're right. I'm sorry. That was your yeah, question. That, I'm so, sorry. so that was all the questions we got from James. Those, it was, he wrote seven, but actually there were only six, but the first question was two parts. So there actually was seven. Um, I thought those were good questions. Thank you, James, a.k.a. Harky Man, for throwing them to us and giving us some... Shout out to yeah. you, James. Yeah, that was much needed stuff to talk about. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. But my question was because this is something that I wanted to do when we were thinking about some ideas for episodes a couple weeks ago. We ended up doing the, our favorite beam weapons first, which I think was a lot of fun and all of that. But, but least favorite Metroid enemies is another topic that I've wanted to discuss because when I was going through Metroid Prime. There was one enemy that I'll get to that I absolutely hated, and I needed to get away from it. And now I want to talk about some least favorite Metroid enemies. I figured we'd wrap up the show with just picking up. We can't really rank it, you know? There's so many enemies in Metroid. Like, maybe we'd have to give a pool of them and then rank them. But we figured, why don't we just think of some, and we'd throw them back and forth and, and talk about how much we hate these specific enemies. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'm excited to do that as well. <laughs> I mean, take it away. I've I've been wanting to to hear you oh kind of rant on this enemy for a okay, while. Okay, I gotta shut my door again for this because it somehow opened, and I gotta tell you, I was playing. So you all know, the best experience, the best way to play Metroid is on mouse and keyboard. Metroid Prime Trilogy on your PC, and I have been playing that. I did another playthrough, um, or was you know continuing that on my Twitch stream, Twitch.tv/TheRapture underscore, and going through that game. Specifically in the Fendrana Drifts and Phase in Mines area, there's an enemy that shows up that is the, I think, my least favorite Metroid enemy ever. So I'm just going to lead off with the big hitter. The Sentry Drone. The goddamn Sentry Drones in Fen- the, the, the Mines and in the laboratory area for Fendrana Drifts, those little floating ones that come up, you know, show up in pairs, they lock the doors, they put off this horrible siren, and then they can be cloaked or underwater, or, um, and they're always in pairs, and they scramble your vision, and they do this super loud siren, and they shoot a laser that stuns you, and this crazy stuff, and it's the, it is literally the least fun and least satisfying thing to kill, I hate it, I can't run away from it, I can't ignore it, it stuns you, it blinds you, there's two of them, they sound annoying, I, I dread this enemy, I hope you all know which ones I'm talking about, they are awful, awful, awful creatures, and that was when I ran into those. Even on mouse and keyboard, I was like, "This is this is not it, Chief." I hate those things, and that was that. Though the Sentry drones were my inspiration to do to talk about this, if not just to have an excuse to talk about how much. Like, if there's one thing I hate more than other M in Metroid, it's like other M and then Sentry drone from Metroid Prime. Those are the top two, I think, right there for me. I, I loathe these things, and I, I, I wow. hope we never... And we actually did see them again, because they're pretty similar to the, the drones. I don't remember what they're called, but like the purpley kind of drones from Metroid Prime 3 that are kind of similar, but not as like like strong. These things, and they show up in two different areas, and they always show up in pairs, and they lock the door. I hate them. I hate... I, yeah. Sentry drone. Least favorite enemy. Yikes. You know, I was thinking of an enemy that I truly, truly hated, and I don't I don't have any that I, like, just absolutely despise on that level. Um, the sentry drones are awful, and they're especially awful because they, they lock the door, so you can't, you have to defeat them if you're going to progress. You know, the, the enemy, and I didn't do my homework here, I'm sorry, so I can't remember its name, but you see it underwater in Metroid Prime, um, it's the one that kind of clams up. It, it looks like a uh, it looks like a little triangle almost. It clams up. You have to shoot it right in the center, and if you miss with your charged ice beam shot, 
you have to wait for it to uh, to go back and, and spread out again. It also kind of makes your visor go a little bit wonky when you, whenever you get close to it. Uh, these, these guys are awful, and I feel like I always use my ice beam to shoot them, and I feel like the ice beam fires so slow, and it always takes absolutely forever to, to hit them. So yeah, this one... This one popped into my mind immediately when you were just like, what's your least favorite Metroid enemy? Um, another one, also for Metroid Prime, is I hate the the tentacles oh. that come out in, Chozo in, uh, ruins? in the oh Chozo God, Ruins. Oh. The uh, Reapers? You, because you have to hit them in like that specific spot, and unless you're like right beside them, it's extremely hard to hit them. Uh, you can't kill them. They just retreat. They always come back. They're like a dirty shirt. You can't get rid of it. Yeah, those those guys are some of my... Uh, they're on my hit list. Yeah, I think the, the first one you were talking about was an Aqua Reaper. I think that's what they're called. Um, yes, yeah, yes, Those yes. are definitely annoying, especially because they're, they're often situated in, like, an area where if you get damaged by them, you'll, like, fall down to another level or slowly float down or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, yeah, the the... The actual the the regular Reaper, I think they're. I don't know what. Yeah, I know Gel Zap is what the you were talking about. The Reaper is the wall Chozo thing, and yeah, those are annoying. Though I will say, in mouse and keyboard, when you have a little more control from long range, you just like quickly snipe them before you even head over there. So it's actually not as big of a deal. But they are annoying, and they always hit you into like something acidic or into the the poisonous grass. The little the little grass you got to shoot that goes back into the ground. Um, yeah, definitely remember a bunch of areas and chose the ruins with those. I'm going to give another one. I don't know if this counts as an enemy. It kind of is, but not really. The I'm going to say it because I don't like them. In Super Metroid, the, the little robot trash cans that, like, walk really slow. Oh, my God. And get... That's incredible. I was just, I I was just about to say so that next. I, why, why? Why are they in the game? I've never understood. When I play Super Metroid <laughs> and Zero Mission, I think they're in Zero Mission, too. Um... Because I know they're in Zero Mission because I played that before Super Metroid. Specifically in the escape sequence in Zero Mission. Yeah, it's it's I that that I can understand at least in the escape like sequence. I think a little makes a little more sense because obviously they're there to slow you down and like frustrate you. But in Super Metroid, they just show up. They're just in a room where there's no stakes. So I'm just like I'm not running away from anything. I'm not trying to get out of anything. They're just there and slowing the game down for no reason. I don't understand why they were made like they're I don't I hate these things they're not really enemies they're just like these annoying obstacles and they also don't fit with like anything like they're not similar to anything else they don't look like any other enemy or non-enemy in Metroid and they're like I feel like they're a carryover from like 80 sci-fi like maybe they would have worked in the original Metroid like because they look like some robot from like Doctor Who or something or I just just like they a look gener- like R2 yeah D2 oh yeah or yeah like an R2D2 like. robot yeah it's like a generic kind of sci-fi robot but then i'm playing zero mission and i'm like why or super metroid i'm like dude this is not like who who tested this and was like yes this is fun gameplay uh yeah i hate those things and the robots really suck but you know what they should do is they should bring them back in the fusion sequel or even metroid prime 4 but i think it would be better in the 2d metroid bring them back but as an actual enemy like i want to fight a work rope i mean i guess that would just be one of the other robot bosses we've had. But I don't know. I think it'd be funny if you fought, like, a, a juked-up version that, like, you just run into one. Like, oh, look at these things. Like, they're harmless. And then it, like, it gets really big or, like, gets really, like, all, like, starts, like, stuff starts coming out of it and, like, transforms into something and you fight it. I think that'd actually be pretty funny. Um, that, <laughs> that's how it would be redeemed in my eyes. Yeah, fair enough. I uh, I put the robot on my list, which is funny because I didn't think you were going for any Super Metroid uh, characters. But I just put it on my list, not because it actually is kind of helpful in some spots. It lets you shine spark and, and paves the way to enemies, but just like how slow they move uh, is just like grating on my soul. So, and, and particularly in um, in Zero Mission, when you're like trying to escape and it's like, oh my God, dude, just get out of the way. Uh, so yeah, that one, that one and like the little, um, God, sorry, I, I should have done my homework and found out what they were called, but the uh, the little enemies in Super Metroid that cling to you and you have to get into morph ball form and bomb them away. They're basically like Metroids, except they like they're much smaller and they are just a pain in the butt to get off of you. Um, so yeah, those ones aren't my favorite either. There's a 
there's a little room in Kraid's lair where you get an energy tank where you have to uh, you have to like ward off about five of these little bug things. So they're they're pretty annoying. So those are my those are my least favorite. I mean, other than that, like you know, there are enemies that that I have a hard time with and that are difficult, but like there's none that I truly hate. I wouldn't say. I I think that for the most part, the enemies in Metroid are more or less fair. Yeah, and and we're and we're keeping this to just you know non-boss enemies too, and not talking about yeah. bosses. Yeah, I think for the most part, Metroid is pretty pretty solid. Just enemies all around but i think the the sentry drone just started occupying space in my head rent free and i was like i gotta get this off my chest um but i would love to what i would love is to maybe hear from some listeners some people on twitter what their favorite or i'm sorry their their favorite worst enemy in metroid or their least favorite metroid <laughs> enemies or the ones they think they suck the most i would love to hear people's list because i'd love to hear some enemies that people uh, i didn't think of or ones i'm like oh that's actually good but someone else out there must hate it so or i want to know are there any work robot fans where is the work robot fandom where is the work robot community if you're out there please let us know on twitter or elsewhere um, I would like to hear from, from people on that and that'd be maybe cool to talk about a little bit at the beginning of the next show. But, uh, yeah, I can't really think of any other enemies that those are the two that really, <laughs> really stuck out to me the most. Um, but I think for the most part, Metroid enemies are, are pretty cool. And I think more, more than more often than not. And, and when an enemy shows them like, Oh, this is cool. Or, Oh, this is pretty neat. Or I had fun fighting that, or I'll remember that or something like that. And that's another great part of, uh, of the Metroid series in general. Yep, uh, I agree. You nailed it on the head right there. Uh, let us know what you think about uh, who's your least favorite enemies. And also let us know what you think about some of the stuff that we talked about. You know, where where is Metroid Prime 4 going to take place on the Metroid timeline? How big of a factor is Silex going to be? A Metroid animated show? What's your favorite 2D Castlevania game? Uh, let us know because we, we, ju- we love just getting feedback like this. And we love when you guys reach out to us. As you Like as you can see, we, you know... One person just was like, hey, man, I, I got some questions for you. We decided to do an entire show off of it. So if you have something that you want discussed, let us know. Because, I mean, chances are uh, we'll probably cover it because we ain't getting a new Metroid game anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I, I, at the very least, though, listen to all our episodes and make sure we haven't answered it recently. So that way, because I feel like we're going to start getting mad messages. and we're like Everyone's going to want their questions answered, though I'll, I'll be down to answer everybody's. Um, and to be fair, there are some questions that I feel like maybe our answers will will change over time. But yeah, I would love some more people, more questions to answer. There's a lot of good discussion topics. James had some uh, really good ones here today, and I enjoyed what we got. And I love doing these Q and A kind of episodes. So let's just jump into multiple different you know topics at once. And yeah, like you said, it's not like there's anything happening in the world of Metroid. Hopefully that changes on much on on Metroid on Friday. Um, but yeah, always down to do these episodes. There were some great questions. Thank you very much. Yeah, so thank you, James. And uh, thank you guys for listening this week. Uh, we're going to get out of here. But of course, we want you to head over to Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe to the Omega Metroid podcast. And tell a Metroid fan in your life where they can get their Metroid fix. Uh, that's it. We're out. Check us out over on Twitter at Omega Metroid Pod, at Spateri316, at the Rapture underscore. We will see you guys back here next week for some mapping Metroid. Or maybe we won't. Maybe there's a Nintendo Direct. Who knows? Until then.